Hello, all you barflies out there, and welcome to another episode of Bar, Bar Friends, Friends Forever. Forever. I'm Susie. And I'm Kina. And I'm Leslie. And we're your bar friends. Forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone, we are here with my good friend Leslie. She works with me at Snatch. <laughs> yeah I feel like if you didn't work there I probably still wouldn't bartend at all I know I love that same same z's we have we work together on a Monday shift every week and we're like okay what's the gossip like we literally are like people will try and get drinks from us we're like can you not like we're hanging out <laughs> like what the fuck Mondays are the best day of the week yeah yeah you for know sure. people who go out on the weekends they're so like weekend warriors, I have to make it the best ever. And there's yes. so much pressure. Mm-hmm. But the people who come in on Mondays are so interesting. Like they live the best lives, right? Yeah. I would say people who go out on the weekends are my my nephew gave me this term recently. Uh, sweaty is a new <laughs> It was sweaty. It's a Gen Z term. It's a new term the kids Is are using. Is that a Gen Z term? <laughs> yeah. So a many. New, we're introducing a Gen Z term, sweaty, and I, it's for like kids or people who try too hard. Oh my God, that's Ew. perfect. <laughs> yeah, the people who come in on Mondays are like the people who hand you $50 just for being you. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the people who come in Gross. on the weekends are sweaty. It's true. <laughs> I don't like to work weekends. <laughs> no. <laughs> So we're here with Les. Um, so happy to have you. You guys are just meeting, but you have a lot in common. You both live on the east side. Mm-hmm. You you both love nutrition. Oh, yeah. And we're both drinking Aperol Spritz. Yeah. Yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> you guys um, are having a delightful Aperol Spritz on this lovely Sunday. I need to hear about um, Sweaties. Oh, sweaties on the weekends. Oh, my God. Well, you know, for the past six years, I've worked at a nightclub, and I just recently quit, and... Hank, it's getting really Sorry. snuggly oh, right now. So like, Hank is in love with me. <laughs> he really is. I've never seen that look in anyone's eyes, any man for that matter. <laughs> the hand on the knee, the gentle gaze. <laughs> it's such a gentle gaze. Are you if only. <laughs> I think I think we are dating. Did you did you ask me my permission to marry my dog? <laughs> <laughs> That's so traditional of you, Susie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> By the way, I don't believe in that tradition. I just want to put that out there. Hank like, <laughs> was like, I'm not a sweaty. <laughs> He's like, I just want you guys to know I am not a sweaty. No, I am not. <laughs> I'm a cool Monday guy. <laughs> I love how the, the kids would probably listen to this and be like, it's not a sweaty, okay? It's a sweaty. <laughs> sweaty. <laughs> Get a grip, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, weekend people are different. Like, I, I haven't worked on weekends in a while because I quit the club that I worked yeah. at. But oh, quit the club. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fucking RIP. But you know, I mean, the people, yeah. right. The people who go out there are so aggressive. They, yes. they want it all so fast. They'll come up to the counter and scream water, like no manners, <laughs> like yeah. no sense of anything. Oh, um, and they drink way, way, way too much. I mean, like yeah. you're talking, we're talking like nine, 10 vodka Red Bulls. Jesus fucking like, Christ. I, yeah. <sighs> they're different. Yeah. Yeah. I like not to call anybody out, but there's a guy who comes into our place all the time and I know that he has a wife and a family and I'm just and he's coming in late night and like high five in the influencers and I'm just like, 
what do you do you spend time with your family you're old like yeah. you're how old are yeah. you like what are you doing just sweaty like, yeah just <laughs> super sweaty stay, like how do you home. even sustain I mean at stay a certain home. age yeah at a certain age I was just like um I just want my bed and some wine like yeah it's gonna be a very rare yeah. occasion stay when home. I'm going out that's because we're not sweaty we're not sweaty you know hey yeah. it's hot <laughs> it's a nice 78 and sunny in LA and on this January day but we are not sweaty you know? yeah. we might be soon because my apartment does warm up quick <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yesterday when you were like, yeah, let's tell funny drunk stories. Yeah. I texted my group of friends being like, do you guys remember anything? Because when I'm under pressure, I can't remember anything. Yeah. And um, this is she- a safe place. No pressure. No. Well, I just like, I, I don't remember things. Like, yeah. Right? Like usually if it's a funny time, like I'm, it's blackout. Like it's never yeah, in my memory. Right. But That's so- the problem with right, this. Exactly. Yeah, with this model. So my best friend says, when you spit in my face, when we first had four locos, okay. which is a crazy story. My other one was like, my friend goes, when you brawled through an entire uh, party from the living room to the backyard dressed as poison ivy back in my fighting days. Oh shit. And then they go, that time we ended up doing poppers in the Silver Lake Hills. And I was like, <laughs> when was that? She Love goes, that. we ran out of gas and had to panhandle at the gas station. They goes, never mind. That wasn't you. It was those two, the two girls in the thread. <laughs> Honestly, I love that. that we're all we under poppers. 16 at this point. Oh Growing up in God. LA is just the trashiest, Sick. most euphoria thing. Yeah. Like, it's really yes. true that we grew yes. up like that. I always forget that you grew up here. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. talk yeah. about and that. And you probably had some, like, really ratchet, like, um, LA. The most ratchet stories. Yeah. I actually, one of my last nights working at the club, this guy came up to me and was like, You look so familiar. And we were trying to figure out where we knew each other oh, from. Gosh. And he was like, oh, you were at Dave's Rave Cave, which was this, ab- <laughs> yes. Wait a Hold on for was this abandoned mansion with like barely any furniture that ended so up burning way, down. Like, LOL, Dave's Rave Cave. No, yeah. seriously. Well, name. this is back in the days where you could take drugs and you weren't dying of fentanyl like left and right. Okay. Uh, RIP. Like, I, I miss know. those days. I mean, a part of me is like happy there's like less drug use, I guess. But at the same time, I, I'm like... I, I, miss those days yeah teenagers like, can't I, experiment without like such totally, a like, scary I thing yeah but it's just those things Either. where you, you sneak out in the middle of the night my mom had this big minivan that backed up into my my bedroom window that's so why I could just jump onto the minivan sick and sneak out at night and go to these big LA parties when I was like 14 15 oh, everyone's shit. doing like ecstasy and yeah uh, that's why I I think that pipeline from like super party girl yep. to like crunchy nutritionist is so streamlined especially yeah. in LA because you know you just party so hard when you're younger it's yeah. so normal you get it out of the way mm-hmm. get yeah. your rocks off like figure it all out and exactly then- there's so much to do here too it's not like if you're like in you know Ohio or something where like if a 14 year old is at like the drug right. den or like the party house you're like oh what is this child doing here like Ellie's yeah. creepy all the guys are like yeah little girls are here you know so Ew. I know it's gross but it's the truth like I was at parties when you. I was 15 with guys who were like double triple my age oh yeah and I just don't know like, how I didn't die or something that happened were they completely down with the age gap or oh okay yeah with it? oh yeah Ugh. I mean luckily I had my core group of friends and we really took care of each other but we definitely had some times I mean it was this was before cell phones had internet 
you know, like we would get stranded places, the printout directions. Yes. It was a, it was a crazy time. To, yeah. When to I first moved to LA, my dad bought me one of those, um, they were new on the market. The GPS like things. the GPS. And yeah. it was like a, yeah. a whole game changer because you can't find your way around this city Mm-mm. with like MapQuest directions. No, I mean, no. I guess you could at one point. I but... mean, raves back in the day, you had to call. I mean, I was a go-go dancer when I was in high school. I had a fake oh, ID. Go-go dancer. Mm-hmm. So I partied super hard when I was younger, yeah. which is why I'm such a grandma now. But <laughs> yeah. you used to have to call a phone number and they would say, okay, go to this address. You'd get to that address. There'd be a guy at the door. It's like, actually, it's down the street. Then he'd give you a password and be like, <gasps> blue unicorn. He would knock four times and get into this like little underground rave. It was so much what? more fun than now. To go-go dance? Or just to go to a rave? Well, yeah, either way to get either in. Either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were go-go dancing at raves. Yeah, exactly. And then also partying. Yeah, naturally. It's so euphoria. <laughs> Did you have a lot of glitter? Was there, oh, were so there glitter, much glitter tears? The big go-go boots. I mean, it's funny. I worked at um, Exchange LA and Academy and uh, I have a picture of me go-go dancing in 2009 when oh my I was God. Like, oh my 18. God. We'll my, need that. My, my, yeah, my boss was like, wait a second. And he was like, how old were you in this picture? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I had a fake ID. <laughs> it's great money. That's what I'm asking. Like, I'm like, were the guys okay with the age gap? And then I'm in my head correcting myself. The creepy myself, ones were. Were they okay with being pedophiles? <laughs> like, were they okay with you not being, with you being a minor? Yeah, I would never want to raise my kids here. And hats off to you if you, if you try. Yikes. There's, yeah. there's a whole, like, it's like two sides of a coin because I feel like people who grew up in LA are the coolest. Like, you are so, like, wise beyond your years. Thanks. <laughs> and like cool and nice and I feel like that is a thing about people who were born and raised in yeah. LA like mm-hmm. it's just a different beast than people who come here and are transplants yeah I think there's a little bit of like not always but there is a little bit of entitlement I feel like when people move to LA like they yes. don't when you grow up here I feel like you're more I guess situated with violence and your parents aren't home a lot yeah so you're kind of raising yourself and taking care of yourself yeah. and like yeah. holding your own you know out in the world yeah so when people come here and they think it's a safe place we're like no y'all you will get hit in the face if you <laughs> act up like I know you it's obvious you've never been <laughs> before yeah. yeah um it's a little funny like I had a situation at the club one time and this is the only time this has ever happened because I really keep my cool but this girl had come up and she ordered two Red Bulls I gave them to her I turned around ran her card turned back around she's like where are the Red Bulls like, oh, did someone take them off the counter? And she said, you're so sad. You can't even remember. And I was like, bitch, I have a problem remembering. <laughs> you sure are right. <laughs> and I got out from behind the bar and she's like, oh, 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 no, no, no. I thought you were just a worker. And I'm like, I am. But like, you can't <laughs> mess with people like that. Yeah, and I'm like, this, this job ain't worth it, girl. You can't get in my face like that. Wow. Like she was calling me all these names. And I was just like. How, how do you think you can get away with that just because there's a bar between us? Yeah. Like, I'm a person, too. And sometimes we even talk about, like, we forget that people on the other side of the worker. bar can hear us. Yeah. That's fucked uh, I know. Yeah. I would school her. That's the LA in me, for sure. I think Coming Leslie out. did. You're like, hey, I do have a problem remembering. I was doing drugs <laughs> you at 14. You just triggered me. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> I grew yeah. up here, bitch. Do you want to throw down? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the difference between people who are from here. You just, they're, yeah, it's crazy. they've gone through all the phases and now they're calm when they're older, but it's yeah. still inside of you, you know? Yeah. You'll still, you'll still uh, pull your earrings yeah. off at the club and, and yeah. throw down for sure. <laughs> I'm not just a worker. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what part of LA did you grow up in? 
I grew up in like Baldwin Park area, so like right outside of like kind of East LA. Okay, but East I'm- LA, bitch. I'm gonna pull off my <laughs> earrings. I will come around this bar. It's not quite like yeah, it's not quite like lost or something or whatever, but it's enough where you know we had bullet holes in my my bathroom ceiling, and we lived with a bunch of people in a commune, and oh, you wow. know I used to think uh, when you know, the base would uh, drive by in a car that you know your water would shake, and I'd be like, oh, there's dinosaurs, you know, when I was a kid, like oh, that shit. kind of stuff. But okay. yeah, wait, yeah. wait, wait. I need you to rewind to the commune part. Oh, yeah. So my grandma, she owned a bar. My dad and my mom met when he was in jail. So when he got out, it was me, my mom, my dad, my grandma, and like all these people, all these bar flies that, you know, homeless people or people who couldn't make it home. So we had this whole section of my backyard that was just dedicated to like basically, what would you call it? Like housing? What's it called? Oh, my God. Like 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 uh low-income housing yeah exactly but my my grandma wouldn't charge anybody okay Um, my aunt and uncle lived there it was just kind of like what it was in the yard was it tents or um no it was um she had turned our backyard into like she built like a little shed area and then we had a back house garage that she turned into oh my god um, so there was like a blind guy that lived back there it sounds really cute I guess like she had a garden in the middle but it was definitely chaotic like everyone was an alcoholic (laughs) like I was definitely found like in the streets at my neighbor's house like I really I really had a lot of freedom and um, it definitely changed my view on houseless people or, you know, just like people who are different. Yeah. Um, But I've also seen a lot of like darker sides of people too. For sure. So, you know, it's just such an interesting situation. And now I work in a drug rehab clinic. So. Yeah. And I want you to talk about that. You do a lot of like nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. I'm nutritionist. Um, I I work. You do a lot of nutritionist. Stupid way to say it. Yeah. That's your I love doing nutrition. I do nutrition. (laughs) I do it so good. I do nutrition. Um, You just recently got your degree is what I'm saying. Or yeah. Yeah. You graduated. Yeah, exactly. So I I work in a rehab center with drug addicts. and alcoholics just you know I do that I work for a wellness app you know how it is in LA everyone has multiple yep. jobs and um, I really enjoy it but it is funny because I go straight from a detox center straight to bartending every Monday Insane. and yeah. so I never thought about that dichotomy yeah. yeah it's a funny one yeah you've come into work and been like oh I had this really sad situation happen or mm-hmm. this really crazy situation and I never thought that the juxtaposition is yeah. really wild to see both sides yeah so you came to us with your best drunk story, Leslie, and I'm excited to hear. Oh, yeah. So I guess I'll tell the Four loco one because okay, yeah. that has a really good, um, you know, slide from nutrition because have you guys had the Four Locos now versus when they yes. were when we were growing up as teens? I never had the one with like the caffeine that would kill you or whatever it was. Yeah, what yeah. was the ingredient? I think that's what it was. I mean, it's like over 12 percent like BV, you know, whatever it ABV, is, ABV, yeah. like bacterial vaginosis. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so yeah. drinking one with the caffeine, I think it was like the caffeine masked the effects of the alcohol and drinking one was like drinking five to six beers. Yeah. So when you're like, you know, a hundred pounds or less, when you're yeah. 16, you have one and it's just like straight to the dome. I feel like people weren't even just stopping at one and no, that's why no. they would die because they don't, you're awake because you're like, oh, I can do mm-hmm. it. I'm cool with the caffeine. That's yeah. Right. Well, I I didn't really drink too much when I was younger. I was more of like a weed smoker. Mm-hmm. And so when I did drink, I would have one. And we didn't know, like we didn't look at the labels on things of Four Locos, right. right? So I had one and a half these nights. And all these stories are just from my friends telling me things. Okay, yeah. So 
I was a big caffeine drinker back then too. And so I really didn't feel much, but apparently this night, I, I really don't even remember what happened, but, um, I ended up half naked in the middle of the street and my best friend's cousin was trying to get me in a taxi because this is pre-uber days like you had to get a taxi you had to you had to walk or like you had to yeah, figure out something we know those right? days yeah. oh yeah like I unfortunately and now of course I don't drive drunk anymore but I had my mom's van so I would pile like 20 girls in there and I would drive around and like no, I never got pulled over because it's a van. Like, what would you, you know, it's a beat up van. You wouldn't expect yeah. it's actually a clown car of just like drunk teenagers. Amazing. <laughs> the OG Uber. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so this night, my my friend's cousin had tried to get me in the car and I don't know what happened, but I accused him of like trying to murder me and like yeah. the, the plastic bag in the car, like this kind of situation. I was just like on the defense for some yeah. reason. That's what caffeine and four locals will do to you. Yeah, I'm sure. And so my best friend was really, really worried about me and I had fallen asleep naked somehow in her bathroom and this is a house you know with like my friend's brothers and sisters and parents yeah and they were a trying to cover their own ass like yeah um, by covering me in a blanket and like making me go to the back room yeah and so my friend's picking me up and she's like covering me and she's like making sure I don't throw up on myself and I don't know what I said to her but I hawked a loogie <gasps> and I spit it right in her face oh shit girl <laughs> And I was never allowed to drink Four Locos after that. Every time we went out, they were like ripping it out of my hand. Yeah. Um, and uh, it seems like every story I had in high school, I never practiced holding my liquor. So it was like always stories like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my friends were fine. And, and it's so, so funny because the things that they were telling me to say, um, we had another drunk time. Uh, we were at Coachella. Mm-hmm. And this was during the days where like, no one went. You would just go to the Sahara tent and look on the ground for bags of drugs or like have people buy you alcohol. And there was just nobody there. Whoa. And so I think I had taken a little bit of like ground. Wait, I just have to pause. You're yeah. saying you did Coachella before people did Coachella. Like this was like 2004, five. Okay. Yeah. Like super, so super early. It wasn't a thing. I'm, I don't even know the history of Coachella, but now it's such a huge thing. Like it was just like people were camping. There wasn't a lot of people there. There was no influencers there. This is when flip phones, the camera could barely take a picture. Yeah. Right. Um, but so my friend mentioned the story and it's like one of my best ones. It's not mine, but it's hers. And we had all found these like random bags of drugs in the Sahara tent. Okay. And uh, we had just been doing them. Random powders, random okay. mushrooms, right? So it's me, her, and Tricky. her girl. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like little scary. a nutritionist. It's like, make sure you take your magnesium before bed. <laughs> Put minerals in your water. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I mean, if it's this the pipeline. Like, yeah, like the beginning of Coachella, maybe you could not be afraid that it would be something so wild that you might die right it's it's so different now you know like your experimental days today are over yeah um so we're walking through this crowd and we're going to the stage and all these weird things were happening we weren't sure if it was because we were fucked up or like other people were fucked up and I yawned and I walked past this guy he stuck his fingers in my mouth and he like told me not to yawn. We like walked past these people who were like blockading us. We finally get to this grass and it took us hours. And my best friend, she goes, I am so thirsty. And she's like, I, we can't leave now. We've just done hours to get to this grass. Yeah. And we see these three water bottles sitting by these girls in front of us. And she's like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to take one of those water bottles. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. So she snatches one and she chugs half of it. She puts the lid back on and she throws it over and she goes, 
tasted kind of vanilla-y. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, my God, girl, we just took random drugs. Like, what if that was drugs? Like, what if you OD? And I'm starting to freak out and get all yeah. paranoid. I'm like, you have to ask her what was in it. And she's like, okay. So she works up the courage. She's like, hey, what was in that bottle? Like, like I just drank it. And she goes, uh, oh, it's which one? Which water bottle did you drink out of? And she goes, the middle one. And this girl's also <laughs> fucked up. And she goes, oh, honey, that's my piss. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so oh my, God. my friend no. goes, "Oh my God, I feel so close to you now." And then they're like, what? And they're little okay. Oh, so I was drugs will make drinking out. It's yeah. okay, but holy shit! But those are my those are my two best. Yeah, <laughs> so disgusting. I was an icky icky girl growing up. Oh, honey. Well, at least you didn't drink the piss. I no. mean, can you imagine if I'm that was your that. story? I mean, I know it has. Listen, you're a nutritionist. I know it has really good health benefits. Okay, funny that you mentioned this. I I just had a body work uh, energy worker tell me that it does have benefits and I was like I can't I'm not ready to hear that yet I'm really not ready for the drinking your own urine this. you know I draw a line somewhere you know I, I had a, an acting teacher in college who would drink his own pee occasionally what this yeah. is really a thing really? yeah have you heard of the benefits or is it just one of those things where I don't know if it's a hippie a hippie thing yeah like it's, no. he was very much a hippie like no. it's just like some you get some immuno he... benefits from it oh yep man. drinking your own pee mm-hmm. no. yeah well, uh, fantastic that those girls tasted like vanilla. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine like you grab a random water bottle and you drink pee, you'd spit it out. Yeah, right? like, no. Yeah. And she's so like, maybe no, she delicious. got some benefits. Yeah. And it's funny because all of my stories really do involve some sort of like nasty, nasty thing. My other friend who I spit in her face, she yeah. um, she's I made she's like, you made me drink moldy apple juice. So we have this funny story where, um, you know, when you grow up with a group of girlfriends, like you bully yeah, each other sure. and and she was sitting in the back seat and me and my friend had just gotten a little bottle of liquor and we were hoarding it in the front seat and my friend goes I want a sip and she's like but I need a chaser and I'm like you can't have any of our lemonade but like I think there's a bottle of ap- apple juice back there under my seat it's dark under the seat so if you <laughs> yeah, know under the seat one of under my the seat apple juice uh, under the seat, I am bitch. a filthy disgusting disgusting girl like yeah. I am not clean I wish yep. I I was, but I'm not. Yeah, and so there's same. many things under my seat. Yeah, so yeah, she takes same. a sip yep. of yep. this apple juice as a chaser. And she's, she's again, this tastes so weird. And I turn on my, my overhead light. And it's just moldy <gasps> throughout the whole sick. thing. The entire sick. bottle. You are sick. You are I know, sick. I know. It's my worst quality. Oh, my God. I mean, I love this for you. And I love this for her. But you are just like, this is who we are now. I'm an and- icky girl and proud, you know. So, Leslie, you are a nutritionist now. This is your big jam that you're doing. Yeah. I don't know why I keep, I'm like, you're like a nutritionist. My this valley is girl is so addictive to others. It really, it just like splashes onto others. My best friend from Amsterdam, her family laughs because every time she speaks to me in English, she's like, oh my God. <laughs> no, I do it. That's on I'm my from own. the valley. I, I can't, I can't uh, saddle you with this. It's my, it's my own. Yeah, I've got it. But you're a nutritionist, and we wanted to ask you some questions as it pertains to drinking. Yeah. Tina, you yes. had a couple? I have a couple of questions specifically around, um, I guess, alcohol and, like, if I'm going to drink and, like, yeah, yeah, like how to make it more crunchy. Like, yeah, exactly. And I, I love that because 
at the top of this crunchy granola girl pyramid, a lot of nutritionists that I like follow and admire are very against any sort of drinking, any right. sort of partying. And it's just not realistic when you live in LA and you want to take a load off. It really yeah. isn't. Um, so my favorite thing to do is when I'm out, I usually will drink. I'll do Euro sober like you guys okay. have been doing yes. for January. We love a Euro sober. Love a Euro sober. Um, you know, that's wine. We're doing the Aperol spritz. I feel like it's right. light. It's not fermented, right? Like it's like, yes. you know, very, very light. But I will usually do tequila and orange juice. Okay. Um, specifically with tequila, it has a lot of uh, prebiotic fibers. So it's going to be more beneficial to your microbiome than, let's say, like, you know, a vodka martini or something. Okay. And then the orange juice, it's really interesting. There's a couple things um, to be like highbrow called aromatase inhibitors, which means it's going to block excess estrogen. And alcohol is estrogenic, which is why like we wake up feeling bloated, right? Like after a night of drinking, one glass of wine or one shot equals, I think like 10% more estrogen over the next 48 hours. You're kidding. Yeah. So it does get out of your system depending on how easily you detox but when you drink orange juice it actually blocks those effects so tequila oj like if you have like a photo shoot or something to do in the morning like that's always my my go-to i don't know if you're just trying not to be puffy (laughs) (laughs) interesting yeah um but also if you've noticed they have those like uh, packets that you put in your water of minerals or they have those like yeah. hangover pills mm-hmm. yep. those actually work because what you're doing is you're inundating your body with minerals and water mm-hmm. uh, before okay. you go to sleep like hydration yeah um and that really helps with the hangover too so yeah. if you guys are out at night of drinking I would say before washing your face before brushing your teeth um the number one thing if you're choosing one thing to do is just do one of those like liquid IV packets and yeah, water wake up feeling amazing yeah I will say I was out in Nashville with my brother and his girlfriend always brings out the liquid IV. Ah, a crunchy sister. We did it before we started drinking. And here's what happened. We... My sister and I woke up the next morning. We we're like, we didn't feel drunk the whole night. We could have just been taking it easy, but that's not really my speed. Right. And then we didn't have a hangover. So it was mm. like it worked yeah. in, it like for double. Yeah, hydration. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, can, it can work either way. Yeah. The only thing you can't really do before drinking is do any of like those binders. Like one before I was a nutritionist, I was in Vegas with the group of girlfriends that I was telling you about. And we were just like, we're going to be in little tiny dresses all weekend and bikinis. We want to be healthy, but we also want to drink. So we brought this juice cleanse uh, from a local store and it all had these binders in it. Like celery juice has binders, activated charcoal. And wait, explain a binder because now you've lost Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So so a binder is something like activated charcoal, for example. So when you go to the hospital with a... alcohol poisoning Uh, they'll give you something that's going to bind to the toxins and get them out of your system so it's like cleansing minerals right yeah um so for example celery juice has potassium okay that's going to help water out of the cell so what we were essentially doing was we were mixing these things with alcohol so three and a half hours later all of us were just on the toilet coming out of both ends Uh, you know alcohol is a stimulant like it was just getting all cleaned out so there's some things that you can't do before drinking to make you feel better after totally good you can absolutely do nice juices and activated charcoal after you drink as well as the minerals before after and it honestly works so much better that way yeah to clear it out Mm -hmm. I I will share a toxic thing I used to do when I was like not healthy like doing eating disorders but like I want to be I want to be so not bloated I would just 
like not overdose, but I would use way too many um, water pills. Oh, yeah. 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 And I can not even tell you how bad that must have been. Like, I feel like my bladder was fucked up for years after that isn't that funny we really grew up in the age where things were like really unregulated like talking about four locos like those energy beers sparks like yeah and we also grew up in the time where if you remember like there was a lot of like eating disorder kind of activity going on remember it was the early 2000s the 2000s were it was this heroin chic everyone was going for Mm -hmm. that was just so problematic you guys remember did you do any of those fad diets like i remember all of them the cabbage soup diet yes the master cleanse that beyonce did yeah yeah i did the the cayenne cleanse the lemonade beyonce Mm -hmm. um yeah and then all of the just not eating yeah yeah it was glorified and it really messed us up like for sure and i i love it now because there's so much more body positivity now yes but in the early 2000s it just was not there yeah and uh it kind of inspired me because later in life like when you beat up your immune system and your metabolism for so long you end up gaining weight at like the site of a muffin yes um and living in la it's even harder because they're almost still stuck in the early 2000s, right? Like the plastic surgery yeah. and, and things are really more common here than other places. For sure. Um, so that really inspires me a lot, like with my business, because there's two schools of thought, right? There's the school of thought that's like, okay, we want to do something to make us look yeah. a certain way. Yeah. But there's also like feeling good, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this uh, before we hit record. Yeah. But actually not being stressed is the best thing that you can do for yes. your for yes. your body it, it will translate over yeah so if it is like we were saying like we're not too good for the occasional cigarette or a little bit of drinking to like take the edge off or just like doing something that brings you joy that might not be the most like quote unquote healthy thing yeah can really bring down your cortisol and make you feel and look so much better yeah so you really do have to find a gentle balance in your own life and not be so dogmatic about things yeah 100 percent. Right? and I heard you I overheard you talking to some girls at the bar Mm -hmm. um, kind of recently where you were saying the girl's like oh I'm eating really healthy but I'm not losing weight and you went well you probably need to like increase your calories for a minute you might gain weight Mm -hmm. and then your body will readjust because we've all Mm -hmm. been beating up our metabolisms for so long oh totally and that's the thing is your thyroid which controls your metabolism will downregulate with lower calorie intake yeah and I think a lot of girls don't understand that and it's going to affect your mood your thyroid also controls your your, all your hormones, right? Your libido, your body temperature, your uh, brain chemicals that make you feel good. So we have to remember, and I think this is really common with a lot of servers and bartenders, right? Like this is our lifestyle. You wake up at noon because you worked until one or two. Yeah. Then you have like a piece of toast and then you go into work, you have family meal, which is usually like, you know, we have hot dog Mondays yeah. or we have yeah. some sort of slop that will make you feel shitty. Yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not good. Family not meal is not food. good. Yeah. yeah. It's the Costco mass yeah. production stuff. And then we work so hard. We have three cups of coffee throughout our shift. Maybe we have a little, you know, liquor depending on what bar you work at. Yeah. And then... Like you go home, you have half a gluten-free pizza and then you fall asleep, maybe have a couple glasses of wine. That would be considered anorexia technically, yeah. even if it's unintentional. And I think that's what I did for years mm-hmm. working in restaurants. And then the pandemic happened and all of a sudden I was like, okay, let's do three meals a day. I was doing raw milk and oysters and all these nutrient dense things. And I gained weight for probably like a year and a half yeah. with working out regularly, lifting weights, going on walks. But that's the thing is that your metabolism has to feel safe and nourished before your body will actually lose weight. And for women, 
ironically, the ideal body when you're healthy is not going to look like a supermodel stick thin. Yes. Because you want that extra fat around your uterus to be fertile. That's the best sign of health. Yeah. So you either can choose in my book. You can choose to have a flat stomach, no uterus, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, and feel super mentally unwell, have social anxiety. Yeah you know, not be able to hold down a relationship or you can enjoy your life and have that extra cookie and have those extra calories and feel amazing and maybe just have like, you know, a little bit of extra weight on you, which is super normal. And I think just society like now, like, and the, the fucked up thing is like, I feel like women are driving this view of like, it's like the fashion industry, it's women driving this, like, let's be really Mm. super thin. I don't think men like that that much. I think men like some curves on a woman. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I asked a guy um, I was dating once what my favorite part of, or his favorite part of my body was. And he said, that little spot underneath your belly button. And I was like, the pouch? (laughs) The fupa? (laughs) My pooch? Yeah. Yeah, the (laughs) fupa? And he said, yeah, like, and I was like, he's like, that's just like where the babies are made. And I was like, oh, it's because, because yeah, because that's what guys, if I guess like disciplined, sexually disciplined women or men, I can't can't talk, um, but that's what men I feel like like the most because that's their instinct, right? Like that's their primal need. And I think we kind of forget where we've come from. If you take a 24 hour clock and you say cavemen and women were here and we are now here, that's only a 12-minute difference. Yeah. And we really, like men, were supposed to protect us, and they were supposed to be hunting most of the time, and we were supposed to be doing everything else. Yeah. And now I feel like women are doing so much, it's natural that we're going to be carrying a little bit more of like what I call a cortisol belly because we're way more stressed. Yeah. And I think that divine masculine, divine feminine roles are just kind of all over the place, especially, no offense, there are lots of great guys in LA, but the guys who move here tend to be those ones that were too hot for their hometown and their yes, actors exactly. and they believe they're better than everyone else. And then they have that Peter Pan syndrome when they grow up and they're not successful in their field. And yeah. uh, they put that on women, right? Like they yes. want to be, they want to be the princesses now. Yeah. And so I find that to be really interesting like women are driving it yes for sure but it's because we're so stressed we have to keep up with all these young influxes of like models and people that all the men are just able to swipe on I just feel like our our, we're valuing different things in this city it's a very interesting place yeah this is such a pocket yeah with the swiping Mm -hmm. and it's just everything's readily available for every dude there's like okay I can move on to the next girl we don't have to settle down yeah um but I do think historically it's like we got to this really really skinny body at some point which is like not ha- when you talk about it on a clock mm-hmm. it's like a very small sliver oh of pie. yeah like, like to have a little weight on you like you would have all the cavemen after your ass yeah like, or even just you know botticelli like mm-hmm. sort of body like yeah aphrodite like you see like she always has this curvy body and that was yeah. considered so feminine and beautiful and and desirable yeah um so I think it's really up to us in our own daily lives to advocate for ourselves and like choose health over looks really yeah and you can have both you totally can but yeah um yeah it's just it's interesting how health kind of plays into like our life here in LA that we just don't choose it ever yeah I think it's just reprogramming from what we've been fed Mm -hmm. like 
we grew up in a very weird age where that's what you're supposed to go for and it's not healthy no. and you're right it does you affect feel it. every corner of your life your mental health your relationships like yeah I mean I see a lot of women here I mean we're so busy we're not supposed to be busy we're supposed to be picking berries and singing right yeah <laughs> and taking care of the young <laughs> yeah exactly we're supposed to be like knitting or doing whatever craft we want yeah um, but now I see a lot of women they you know we get up we have coffee before breakfast we run around all day and then we're wondering why by 1 p.m. we feel insane yeah. right like we feel anxious and, and sweaty and not the <laughs> the weekend warrior type like the actual like anxious type and it's because you're supposed to eat breakfast before you have caffeine yeah you're supposed to nourish your body as a woman the second you wake up every three to four hours not even as just a woman right because I heard this recently um if you have coffee before you have food mm-hmm you'll get that cortisol belly because yeah. you're putting your body into stress. Yeah, yeah, it's all about it's all about nourishing your body before you have stimulants. It's just like if you saw a car driving recklessly and you put more gas in it, it's going to drive even more recklessly. Yeah. Um so but, can we pull this back around to four loco? Yeah, <laughs> is yeah. Is this why the caffeine combo? Yeah, yeah. with alcohol, which mm-hmm. is also like I mean, should we ever be drinking alcohol in that amount? Probably not, but Probably not that quickly. Um yeah. just because you know, I mean, it, it depends on your tolerance, but uh, yeah, caffeine is just putting fuel to a fire. So if you're fine, like your fire is contained, sure. If you're drinking coffee in the morning without breakfast, put a little protein or fat, put a yeah. little butter, put a little collagen, put a little something in Do it. Do not put a four loco. <laughs> <laughs> Do not put a shot in that coffee. <laughs> My mom's listening to this like mid Bailey's yeah. pour, like say, scary <laughs> record scratch. <laughs> But you know what? Bailey's has a little bit of fat in it, so I, I approve. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, too, it's like if you are a low-stress individual, which none of us are, not in, then not it would probably be fine. Yeah, not not in L.A., not with the EMFs and the crazy people and yeah. all the work we have to do to be able to afford to live here and yeah. I mean, the I close contact. I think anywhere, though, the stress happens globally. Yeah, no, you're point. right. I think I think life has changed after Unless COVID. Unless you're like on the Amalfi Coast drinking an Aperol <laughs> Spritz. I think we're all kind of like going through through it oh, these that's days. the happy place yeah, yeah I know right <laughs> and that's why I think they can have coffee they're drinking espresso before coffee and you don't see any stress they can do whatever there. they want they eat a yeah. full fucking baguette walking down the street and they're skinny <laughs> as fuck what are they doing over there what is the in the bread water? is different girl the bread is different and their water is different I'll I tell you I think the stress I think we can pinpoint stress that. is the number one and I I don't know how to put it into words yet but I lived in Costa Rica for six months and when I was there I was partying I was drinking the lattes I was eating the bread I was doing the things I don't normally do I was drinking every night yeah and I felt the best I ever felt my stomach was flat I felt like I was glowing because I was putting my feet in the sand every day grounding yeah I was swimming in the ocean I had low stress and I think if you do anything, if you take anything from this conversation, it's like have that extra cocktail if it makes you less stressed, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, it's finding the balance where it's not tipping over into becoming an unhealthy thing. But yeah, have mm-hmm. the cigarette, have the coffee, yeah. have the bread, eat the pasta. If it, like, if it gives bread. you joy, do it. Yeah. It's for your cortisol. I love that. Yeah. Yes, for your cortisol, for your pooch. <laughs> I'm doing it for the pooch. I'm doing it for the pooch, baby. Honestly, all I heard was have the cigarette. <laughs> all right, and now it's time for a very special segment of our favorite segment of this podcast. Is, is that, that annoying? annoying? 
the part of the podcast where we talk about how you might annoy your bar staff at a bar. So Leslie, you brought us one. Yeah. So I actually kind of have two because we've talked about certain things that annoy us as bartenders and also things that annoy us when we're out and we see people doing things. And I had something happen, which I was telling you the other day, which we were cackling so hard. Yes. That, you know, it's kind of like watching someone get pulled over right in front of you for doing something bad. It's that like guilty yeah. pleasure. Yeah. I was out at uh, Italy at the Century City Mall mm. area. Mm-hmm. And uh, upstairs, there's this big oyster bar. And I saw a lady being rude to wait staff. And I was not part of that wait staff. I was a guest. Yes. And I got to tell her off. And it was so like like chef's, chef's kiss, kiss Italy chef's Italy kiss Italy chef's kiss, kiss. yeah <laughs> love it and um it was so it was so funny so she really did deserve it too it wasn't just like yes. one of my pop-offs I've heard this story and it is epic yeah so I was there with my friend Ella and we were sitting at this oyster bar and it's a super deep bar there's no bartenders it's just people wearing chef's hats shucking oysters and it's very obvious that like they're not there to serve you. They are working the, yeah. the, the shellfish bar. Yeah. Right. And the server comes up behind you and they ask you what you want and they serve you at the bar from behind. Yes. It doesn't take half a brain cell to figure this out. We sat there. Someone came up <laughs> and this woman, she's like one of those like super pilled out like bimbo blondes, like comes sits down next to me in this hot pink dress alone with all of her shopping bags. Yeah. And she just looks around, wastes no time and screams into the ether can I get some service? No. <laughs> yeah. No. And I turned around and I looked at her. Yes. And the, the server comes running over and they're like, I'm so sorry. And she's just looking around like so wa- bewildered. And I looked at her and I was like, what gives you the right to just scream into the ether? How did you grow up that you can just scream and things will be, be, be brought to you? Yeah. Like, just how dare yeah. you act like that? Yeah. And I just let her have it. And... She looked at me like so shocked and in awe. And I was like, you think you can just treat people like this and no one's going to say anything to you? Like, it's so unfair to the staff. And she, I sat there the whole time. I just turned my back to her. Meanwhile, we're like 10 inches apart. And I'm like, how dare this lady just think that she's like so entitled, so dumb, like thinks nothing bad is going to happen, that she just can scream and get service. Like, I was just so happy that I got to have that opportunity. Yeah. Because we've all had things happen when we were servers or bartenders where people treated us like shit. Yeah. And no one comes to our rescue. Yeah. You know, I like I was at a table one time and somebody pulled my ponytail from another table <gasps> asking no. for Oh yeah. Stop. Oh yeah. This is a two Yes, girl. This is a two Michelin star no restaurant. Way. They pulled my ponytail. They're like, we're ready to order this <gasps> old man. And I was like, don't worry. I'll be right back. Whoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your this ponytail. man was, this man was just like dementia, like, yeah. like incarnate. Like <laughs> I was taking, a, it was an eight top and I was taking an order and I'm getting everyone's drink order and I'm writing it on my little pad of paper. And as I got to the end, he goes, where are our drinks? And I looked at him and I said, right here on my piece of paper. <laughs> That's where they are. That's insane. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Insane. This this unnamed two Michelin star restaurant has probably all my best bar stories. Oh, <laughs> yeah, star. you would think that it's like this fancy place, but it was just like debauchery. Like the director of operations slapped one of our bartenders once, and he <gasps> won up. a fifty thousand dollar lawsuit That's against crazy. her. He That's said, crazy. he said, I wasn't there, but I, everyone told me after she slapped him, he went, "Thank you," <laughs> because that was a check, baby. Get your bag. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's insane mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm struck like yeah. I don't know what to do 
oh it was it was amazing there but like so chaotic so so toxic toxic (laughs) Toxic. (laughs) i feel like um those like michelin star rated restaurants are the ones that are the craziest because those Mm -hmm. chefs are the craziest those people who run that shit are the craziest Mm -hmm. uh, no chill yeah Yeah. they are the most toxic ever and everyone takes like everyone gives cash for certain things right like i had a guy once give me a hundred dollars this old man in a walker he was walking to the bathroom and he said you have really nice legs and he (laughs) palmed me i thought he was gonna handshake me give me a hundred (laughs) dollars my manager was like put that in the tip pool i was like are these your legs no. <laughs> first of all sickening Second of all, sickening but like are these your well, legs <laughs> no bitch yeah. these are my legs yeah no yeah it was it was what? a great wow great place for money terrible place for mental health yeah i'm sure yeah, yeah i was yeah, gonna yeah. say like my mental health is <laughs> is wavering even <laughs> hearing, hearing about this <laughs> Oh, that's nothing. I think you kind of black out most of the memories that are bad. Like, what's your I'm blacking out? What's your like most toxic restaurant story where someone where you had to repress an emotion hardcore? Oh, I have so many. I told <laughs> right. them on this podcast, but I did. Um, I told our coworker Glenn recently about this. Um, really, it's again these fine dining places in New York. I worked in an Italian one, and there was this awful, awful owner who was crazy. And there was a a fellow bartender that I worked with who's like she would have nightmares about him like this is how bad he was that right. she's like she came wow. into work and was like I had a nightmare that he like kicked me in the stomach and was <laughs> screaming at me like and Glenn was fucking dying because this is the guy who was like as long as the wives is happy this is a callback to an old episode but like this is this guy yeah. but he was horrendous so yeah. yes I know as this life as the wives is happy <laughs> who cares what like that like that old lady from monsters inc is just kicking you in the stomach <laughs> slowly in her dream yeah. like, yes. Mike yes. your paperwork's late boom and you have one more is that annoying yeah and uh to keep us on track <laughs> we, we keep pausing and laughing so hard because you can only understand these if you work in a restaurant or any hospitality right And uh, my second and most powerful thing is people, and I swear to God, if you go to a bar and do this, you do not deserve to have a drop of alcohol. If you go to a bar and you sit down and immediately you wave the bartender over as we're walking to you already with a menu in our hands and you say, can I get a menu? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why that grinds my gears yeah. so bad, but it's like, it sir. It grinds your fucking It grinds my fucking gears. Like, yes. Like- yes. Because first of all, you're coming into a bar. You don't think we have a bar menu? And then as you're making the drink, they're like, can I get a water? And I'm like, you know I'm going to bring you water. Yeah, You know. I'm like, what is the rush? And it's this overarching theme of people who take food and drinks so goddamn seriously. That, but also. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, it's also people who, it it could also be the other uh, thing that is like people, have you ever been to a restaurant? Yes, these are steps of service. I'm bringing you a menu. I'm bringing you the water. It's going to happen. My favorite is when they come in. Steps of service. Yeah, (laughs) well, they come in and they say, what do you have? (laughs) And then I turn around ever so slightly, like three degrees, and I just point to the wall of alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Like any of this, buddy? (laughs) Do you know what the bottle you're looking for looks like? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're like, I'm looking for gin. What do you have? And you're like, it's right 
here Use in your front eyes. of you. <laughs> I just, I, it's amazing. Like people short circuit these days when they walk yeah. into a bar and it's fine. Like if you ask what you like or, you know, I'll give you all sorts of recommendations, but yeah. the, I need a menu when you can physically yes. see the menu in my hand. I'm like, don't boss me around. I, I think the <laughs> thing about it too around. is the assumption that you're incompetent or too dumb to like yeah that's Thank what you. I'm doing the childhood trauma yeah yeah <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I yes exactly it's just like what do you think I'm doing what do you think I get paid to do right do you- it makes me just want to sit there and chat and give you dirty looks yeah, like yeah. it makes me want to just be incompetent exactly or I don't know where it comes from just some deep-seated need to boss someone around or mm-hmm. that I think it's different for everyone I think some people have social anxiety some people want a boss some people it's just don't but do we're it bartenders. Just we can yeah. tell the difference between someone who's just barely 21 asking what do you have or you know but there is this like little entitlement where I'm like if you come into a bar and you're asking for things before I have the chance to bring them to you yeah your drink's gonna be weak that's all there is to it (laughs) fair that is fair that is annoying I agree (laughs) I fully support this this message has been fully (laughs) endorsed (laughs) endorsed by the barf cast All right, if you have made it through this episode, pour yourself an Aperol spritz or a wine, eat a baguette. Leslie, it was so lovely to have you. It's been amazing. Where can we find you? Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you can find me um, on Instagram at Leslie North Wellness. And I also have a really great app if you're a menstruating uh, woman that will help you track your period and eat and work out to help balance your cortisol, which is really amazing. Awesome. And that's at 28 wellness. On okay. Instagram. Love it. And you can follow the barf cast at barf cast on Instagram. Uh, email us if you want to. It's barfcast, B-A-R-F-F cast at gmail.com. And we love you guys so much. Leslie, we love you so much. Thank you guys for tuning in and we will see, see you, you next Tuesday. Tuesday.